This is The Jerry Callahan Show. For Donald J. Trump in America, it is amazing. Donald Trump uh, is delivering. Uh, these endorsements matter, even even in you know whatever you know purple states. Uh, Donald Trump's endorsement matters. He won Ohio for J.D. Vance, who will hopefully go on to the U.S. Senate. Last night, we're still waiting in Pennsylvania, but it looks like Dr. Oz, that phony. Dr. Oz Romney is going to win all because of Donald Trump. But if Trump had endorsed McCormick, uh, Oz would not win. Oz will end up in the general election going against the guy who just had a stroke, <laughs> a big goober, John Fetterman, who uh, will, um, uh, uh, I assume, get out of the hospital in time for the general election in November. But uh, Trump made, I don't know, a whole bunch of endorsements. Most of them won. He gave a tepid endorsement to Madison Cawthorn in North Carolina. He lost one-term congressman. Bad news for the Democrats and the media because he was one of their favorite whipping boys. He was kind of a loose cannon. I have to admit he was a flawed candidate. And that's what the Republicans do. They boot their lunatics out. The Democrats uh, promote them. None of the squad members have to worry about getting ousted because the Democrats love the lunatics. They love the lunatic fringe. Republicans, they don't have as much tolerance. Madison Cawthorn, who, uh, let's see, who said he was uh, invited to an orgy with fellow members of Congress, said uh, they did cocaine in front of him. He got busted for taking a gun to the airport, which is essentially being busted for stupidity twice. He got all kinds of issues, traffic tickets, just a, a real loose cannon. He's gone. The youngest member of Congress uh, is a one-termer, and he's out, uh, which is which is fine with me. You know, I, he was he was he uh, he was troubled. He was flawed, and he's gone. But unfortunately, it looks like Oz will win the nomination all because of Donald Trump. Uh, and Trump will be bragging about that for sure. And uh, then we'll have to watch. Um, him in the general election, him try to uh, uh, do damage control because in his past, it's all on video. Obviously, he's a TV star. We got him. He's on video uh, expressing, you know, pro-choice views and defending uh, uh, gender surgery for for kids and puberty blockers and just a terrible candidate. Uh, But he's a celebrity and Trump loves celebrities and Sean Hannity love celebrities. So it looks like uh, Oz will prevail over David McCormick, the hedge fund guy. Too bad, but hey, we'll see what happens. Maybe the Democrat won't even won't even be physically capable of running in November. But, but keep this in mind. This is this Democrat is flawed too. Fetterman pulled a gun on a black jogger and is apparently not doing so great in the black uh, districts. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It'll be fun. I like I like this kind of stuff. It was uh, pretty intense all night watching the results. Still don't have them. It's Pennsylvania. They have to uh, uh, go through mail-in ballots, and they have all kinds of issues at the polling places. It's still a, a mess in Pennsylvania. Uh, but that'll be uh, that'll be a fun race, a wild race. Trump will be uh, involved. Maybe Oprah will come in because Oprah's a friend of Dr. Oz. He's got all kinds of famous friends and some people are into that. Some people think that matters. I don't like them, but Hey, I would hold my nose and vote against Fetterman. If I were in Pennsylvania, 
Um, but another interesting thing is Trump makes all the difference in some of these key races. He still has serious juice. And his the guy who allegedly beat him, the guy who allegedly got 881 million votes, doesn't have doesn't have quite so much sway in these elections. In fact, J.D. Vance's opponent in Ohio, Tim Ryan, has already said he doesn't want Biden anywhere near Ohio when this uh, campaign begins in earnest in the fall. He is going to distance himself, just like most Democrats in purple areas, red areas. They're not going to want Joe Biden coming there. And I think we saw why yesterday when Biden made his trip to Buffalo. And you know what I, I didn't anticipate is he can't do I thought he'd do a speech outdoors. I thought it'd be near the grocery store. I thought he'd have victims, uh, survivors, family members are all around him when he gave a speech, but he can't do that because he needs the big uh, super jumbo sized teleprompter. So he needs to have a completely controlled environment. He was indoors. He gave a typically angry, bitter Biden speech. That's what he does railing against the evils of the United States and how, a white supremacy is such a big problem. We knew he would exploit this um, tragedy because that's the way he is, but it's really so transparent. It's really cynical what he does. We know he didn't go to Waukesha, right? We know he didn't care uh, about the Waukesha slaughter because they were white. The victims were white. The perpetrator, Daryl Brooks, was black. So he never made that trip. His press secretary said they didn't have the assets and the resources to make a trip to Wisconsin to console the victims in uh, Atlanta last year or two years ago when the uh, you know massage therapists all got gunned down by another angry black guy, Biden made the trip there. So he made the trip there because he just checks is the, is the killer white? Okay, then I'll go. Are the victims people of color? Oh, I'm in, in Colorado that shooting outside uh I think it was Target. Same number of victims, 10 people murdered, same gun, AR-15, same angry young sicko. But the shooter was born in Syria. The shooter was Muslim, so he didn't make the trip. (laughs) In the church in Orange County on Sunday, Biden checks or Biden's team, Jill, whatever, Ron Klain, they check, they say, What nationality, what ethnicity is the shooter? The shooter in that case was an Asian man, 68-year-old Asian man, killed elderly Asians in the church. Only one, I mean, only one died shot. Elderly Asians, Asian on Asian, Biden looks and says, yeah, no need to make that trip to Orange County. It is, it's so obvious. It's so brazen when you think about it. He just checks and says, can I exploit this? Can I make this about white supremacy? Can I make it about white, white men shooting people of color? If I can, I'm there. If I can, I will talk about the, the demise of this once great country. But as usual, it backfires on him because as we know, Joe Biden has a long and checkered history on uh, race, race issues. And uh, we'll get to... I'll get to some of the sound from, whoa, way back when, way back when, 10, 11 years ago, when he was railing about uh, uh, this uncontrolled immigration, changing the, uh, the face of the, uh, of the United States. And uh, 
he was clearly against it then. He was clearly against, you know, replacement theory back then. But the man has no soul. He has no conviction. So now he sounds now when he goes out there, he sounds like, you know, Ibrahim Kendi screaming about uh, awful, evil, racist America. Same guy. But uh, this is what works for him now. So we should I need I need to do this one. I need to do this one cut from yesterday again. He was just talking about white supremacy and it's a poison and we can't let it in a true, all true. Everyone's against white supremacy. It's not a major, it's not an epidemic. It's generally lone wolves like, uh, like Peyton Gendron, 18 year old scumbag who I would like to see executed after he gets a fair trial. Uh, certainly nobody supports him. He didn't, his, it, we, we went over his uh, manifesto. He didn't have any specific thing that, that uh, motivated him. Uh, he hated Fox News. He called himself a uh, echo nationalist and a, and a socialist and a fascist and <clears throat> just complete uh, lunatic all over the place. He was motivated by obscure websites. <clears throat> he was motivated by 4chan, which most people certainly, I don't, I don't even know what that is. And he went on Nazi websites and learned about whatever, the great replacement theory, which has been espoused by, by Democrats and, and the media for years. The idea that this uh, wave over the southern border was going to change the demographic. If that's what replacement theory is, I'm not really sure. But that's something the Democrats have talked about for years and have put into place. And it's, it's happening in real time. We're changing the demographic. But what I don't get, and I guess, you know, this is poll tested and they tell him to do this because it it works with his followers, his supporters. But he talked about the end of democracy. This is one thing I find just strange. It doesn't infuriate me. I don't care. I mean, I don't think there's any real sincerity behind anything he says, and I can prove it. But how exactly... Does an 18-year-old sicko, a guy who should have been institution, a guy who should have been stopped by teachers, by principals, by parents, a guy who was institutionalized, put into a mental hospital less than a year ago because he said what he wanted to do when he grew up was shoot up, was commit mass murder. So they brought him for evaluation. He said it was just a joke because he wanted to get out of school. Uh, clearly he was troubled, wore a uh, hazmat suit to school for like a week just to creep people out. But somehow he was allowed to walk free. He was allowed to walk in a gun store and and buy an AR. Uh, you know, again, as expected, Biden was railing about guns and weapons of war. He had a rifle in his car. He had a shotgun in his car. You, If you didn't let him buy an AR-15, and I'm, I'm willing to listen. How you, you got red flag laws. Why not stop someone like this who'd been in a mental hospital for evaluation because he wanted to commit mass murder? If you have red flag laws, how does that not apply? But anyway, he would have shot people with his hunting rifle, with his shotgun, with a pistol. I don't know. Would he have shot 13? Would he have killed 10? I don't know. But he would have killed many if he had a different weapon. So take the weapon away, the one that he wrote, the racial slur on, the one that he wrote, the name of one of the victims of Waukesha on. If you took that away, what happens? Does he change his tune and, you know, join the chess club 
and go straight? I don't think so. I think he commits mass murder with a different weapon. So you can talk about the weapon, but it certainly doesn't stop the man from committing murder. But I do need to know this. I do need to know how exactly, how exactly what happened in Buffalo endangers democracy. Because that's what our president said. Our president said democracy is in danger. Uh, Let's listen to him read the teleprompter in Buffalo yesterday. Look, the American experiment in democracy is in a danger like it hasn't been in my lifetime. It's in danger this hour. Hate and fear are being given too much oxygen by those who pretend to love America, but who don't understand America. To confront the ideology of hate requires caring about all people, not making distinctions. Reverend, the scripture is seeing that we're all part of the divine. Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's the America I know, that Jill knows. And most deserve the most, look, we're the most multiracial, most dynamic nation in the history of the world. Good. Now's the time for the people of all races, from every background, to speak up as a majority in America and reject white supremacy. These actions we've seen in these hate-filled attacks represent the views of a hate-filled minority. We can't allow them to distort America, the real America. Uh, we can't uh, allow them. I don't even know where to begin with this, first of all. Yeah. Uh, uh, scripture's struggling. To re- anyway, uh, talking about judging, you know, one American, all that. He's the one that only cares if he can use it, if he, he only cares if he can exploit it based on race. He's the one that didn't go to Waukesha, that didn't go to uh, Colorado, that's not going to go to Orange County. He doesn't care about mass shootings if he can't use them, which he clearly is. Secondly, who, I mean, everybody rejects white supremacy. Show me who doesn't, you know, some weird website that I, I never heard of that, uh, that has like Nazis on there. I mean, uh, he, he, he talked about, you know, America democracy being in danger in the same breath. He attacked the first amendment and the second amendment. He wants where people begin too much oxygen for what? You want to stop whatever the daily stormer go nuts, but on what premise that, that, uh, you know, they, they, they inspire mass shooters. Did you follow the Frank James story that the subway shooter in New York, did you see the videos he made, how he hated white people? Did you see the people who inspired him? Uh, did you follow the, the Waukesha story? The people who inspired him That doesn't say a word about that. He only talks about this because, the shooter's white, the victims are black. It's just disgusting, to be honest with you. But I, I this serious question that endangers democracy. Again, that the, 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 the assault, the murder, the shooting was despicable. Everybody agrees. I, I, I hope they execute Peyton Gendron. I mean, it, it's disgusting. I, I, I'm all for asking questions. Why was he allowed to buy the gun? Why was he allowed to walk out of the mental hospital uh, you know, where were his parents here? Where were the teachers? Why didn't somebody scream and stop him? I, I, a lot of good questions, but how does it endanger democracy? Give me a hint on this one. Endangers democracy. That's the new fallback position on anything the Democrats, anything the Biden regime doesn't like, whether it's, you know, voting rights. Again, we're not going to go into this today, 
But this buffoon compared Georgia now to, said it was worse than Jim Crow. Uh, he implored, you know, companies to boycott Georgia. The Major League Baseball pulled out of Georgia. Yesterday, Georgia set, rec- set records for voter turnout. There's no voter suppression in Georgia, just the opposite. But it doesn't matter whatever he can use to divide along racial lines. But I do indeed need to know, I do really want to know how it endangers democracy. It endangers democracy if you succeed in, in denying people the right to speak. If you and your friends at big tech stop people from speaking, from dissenting, that to me sounds like an endangering, endangering democracy. But I guess it works. It works, you know, with his with his followers. Yeah, endangers democracy. I asked that question on Twitter yesterday. I said, how exactly does it endanger democracy? I got nothing. I mean, nobody knows what it means. It just sounds good. Maybe it was poll tested and people said, yeah, they, whatever, uh, the Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump endangered democracy. And then same breath. You know, we have to stop. We can't be given, we, you know, big tech has to stop these people from speaking, from being, from being uh, 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 radicalized. I don't get it, but uh, maybe, you know, wait for the next shooting. And if it's, if it's um, white on black, then we'll hear, maybe he'll get into more details. As long as it's a white guy who does the shooting, then we'll get to hear more about the uh, endangering of democracy. Uh, It's just so cynical. I mean, you just know that the first question he has when he, he hears, or the people around him, his first, his first question is, do they have chocolate, chocolate chip, gel? But the people around him, the first question they have is, what's the race of the shooter? The second question is, what's the race of the victims? Can we use it? And in this case, they could, and they did. But there'll be more shootings. There'll be and there'll be shootings where black guys shooting white people or Asians shooting whatever. And, and he won't do anything. He won't say anything because he can't use it. It really is disgusting. But uh he made it through with what one big gaff? Is that your determination there, Ironhead? Because this one, it is kind of funny, and the audience uh, laughs at him. He thinks they're laughing with him, but it is comical to think that he could ever do this without a teleprompter, without a script, uh, without a speechwriter, without a handler, without Jill holding his hand. But uh, let's listen to this one moment where they kind of laugh at this this stumbling, bumbling buffoon as he speaks in Buffalo yesterday. In the values reflected in the AANHPI, I, 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 <laughs> community here in the United States, as they say in Claymont Delaware, all use guys. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what was that? N I H E I I I community? Yeah, I don't know what he was going for. And uh, he actually showed more brain power than I thought just leaning into it. I got to give him that. <laughs> Except the joke would have been, I, 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 you know, do the Frito Bandino thing, but I, 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 and they all laugh. What does that have to do with what they say in Delaware? Use guys. What, what, <laughs> I have no idea. It's just, it's just, it's just so yeah. bad at this. All right, before we get, we got to get to the, the, the Musk undercover. <laughs> if you, if you had your doubts on whether the Musk deal would go through with Twitter, I think. I think I have at least my answer. I think I have a feeling of what is going to motivate Musk to make sure he closes this deal. And we got Chucky Schumer hiding under his desk, afraid to uh, sit down for 
three minutes with Tucker Carlson, the gutless worm, Chucky Schumer. We got the BLM scam. I blame the people who gave him the money. We knew it was a scam. Everyone knew it was a scam from the beginning, and people just were so afraid. They were intimidated. It was protection money to the mob. But now we get to find out exactly how they're spending all that money, you know, because black lives matter. Yeah, her, <laughs> their friends, their relatives, uh, their mansions, they matter. But I'm not sure black lives matter a whole lot. How much money do you think uh, BLM give is going to give to the victims in Buffalo? You know, seem to be some working class folks, maybe some poor folks. Are they related to any of them? Uh, that's a good question. If they if they are, they're in luck. <laughs> but we got some details on the scam, the flim flam that is BLM. But before we we got to get to this Biden sound from way back when, way way back when, hmm, ten years ago, when he was the sitting vice president. Keep this in mind when you hear the hysterical people on you know cable news or Democrats screaming about Tucker Carlson or Donald Trump saying that, uh, oh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're engaging in dangerous rhetoric and uh, they're, they're poisoning minds of, of influential young people when they talk about replacement theory. First of all, they don't talk about replacement theory. They talk about changing the demographics, which is happening right now in front of us in real time. That is the reason the southern border is open, especially when you consider... Yeah, it's obvious, especially when you consider people like Biden were dead set against, hell, Bernie Sanders dead set against open borders 10 years ago. But somebody decided at one point, this is the best way to win elections in the future. We're losing on the issues. We're losing the debate. Let's open the border and bring in some undocumented Democrats. That's what they do. There were 234,000 people who came across the border in April, a new record. It's happening, going to happen every month until November 2024 or January 2025 when the next president can stop the madness and, and stop this lawless regime from uh, allowing this. But let's listen to what Joe Biden thought, oh, way back when, 10, 11 years ago, about, you know, immigration and the effects on the uh, demographics of this country. By the way, he looks, this is... Uh, was this before all the plastic surgery? Because he looks different. He sounds different, but I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Let's listen to uh, uh, the VP. Is this 2011? I'm pretty sure. I believe so. Yes. Let's listen to what Joe Biden and his thoughts on immigration way back when. It's time to stand up. It's time to fight back. It's time to reclaim our heritage, and it's time, and we are ready. We are looking for this fight. The future of our country depends on it. Reclaim our heritage. <laughs> Whoa. Easy, buddy. What if, I mean, if, if Trump's, I mean, if, if uh, you know, whoever, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram said that you, you, a whole day on MSNBC and CNN would be devoted to this white supremacist theory that, 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 that we must all get together and reclaim our heritage. That's bad. But the next one, do you have the next one from, uh, from that same era from our vice president? Sure do. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, hold on. I just want to set this up. This is, yes, I believe 2011. He was sitting vice president. He wasn't some cable host or some columnist or some Twitter influencer. This you one, know, I think, just, was when he was running for president, actually. So, running for president this time or last? He's run three times. 
great question. I don't know, but I'm judging just well, by I'll, the sign on the bottom right. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, I say. Uh, let me just. Uh, I'll, I'll get the date. We'll get the time. It was tweeted out. Yeah, this it's tweeted up a couple of years ago. Um, but he's stumping. He's campaigning, and listen to what the vice president then, now the president, has to say about immigration. And keep in mind, keep in mind, this isn't some crazy cable host. This is your president now. The guy who was railing yesterday about threats to our democ- democracy from people who are concerned about this uncontrolled southern border. Go ahead. Folks, this is about changing the culture. Our culture. Our culture. It's not imported from some African nation or some Asian nation. It's our English jurisprudential culture. Our European culture. It says it's all right. It says culture uh, like Harris says together. <laughs> what? So he says culture like Harris says together. Culture. It's our culture is not something imported from Africa. Jesus. I mean, this is Joe Biden, the guy railing again, uh, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter. All that does is show what we all know that the guy does not have a conviction. He does, does not have a principle. He has, he has no set of principles. He's just the ultimate political animal who will say anything to, to anyone to divide and conquer. That's the political strategy back then. He was against immigration. He was against changing the culture. And now if you say that you are a white supremacist, but about what you expect from his uh, trip to uh, trip to Buffalo, divide and conquer rail against white supremacy. Talk about a threat to the democracy attack the first amendment, the second amendment and uh, get the hell out of there and get back to DC. I assume uh, he'll just sit. He won't, you know, he won't care. He'll go back to the same script next time. There's another shooting, but uh, I don't. Uh, I didn't find it. So one big gaff. That's it. He did made it through. He did okay. Didn't totally embarrass himself. But uh, all right, let's get. You know, let's do Chuck Schumer before we get to all this other stuff. Chuck Schumer uh, sent a strongly worded letter. He bragged about it too. This is the leading Democrat in the Senate. Uh, he, he tweeted yesterday afternoon, Tucker Carlson invited me on his show tonight to debate the letter I sent to Fox News. I'm declining. Tucker needs to stop promoting the racist, dangerous replacement theory. Again, he doesn't do that. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, that's the lie. That's the the, the, the spin you're going to get. They're going to do... Uh, uh, they're going to blame Tucker, blame cable news, blame Donald Trump, blame, uh, whoever they can. But he, he sent, he sent a letter condemning, uh, Tucker's words for white supremacist violence, uh, to Tucker's boss. He says he spewed Tucker Carlson has spewed rhetoric that echoes replacement theory at least 400 times on his show since 2016. This is a poison being spread by one of the largest news organizations in America, Fox News. They need to stop spreading dangerous, racist lies and conspiracy theories. Now, Tucker's answer, and he wrote a letter to Lachlan Murdoch demanding they take uh, Tucker off the air. 
Tucker responded by playing a whole montage of one Democrat after another espousing replacement theory. Hell, the New York Times literally called it, literally said, you know, we're replacing them. That that's that's their strategy. It's out in the open. It's not it's not subtle. Their their job. I mean, they boast about making the country less white, making more brown and black, changing the electorate, changing the demographics. It's not. <laughs> there's no dog whistle here. They flat out do it, and Tucker points it out, and they can't handle it because you know they don't want you to. Uh, they don't want you to call them out for it. They want you to sit there and take it, but. Unfortunately, Chucky Schumer is a coward. As, as Tucker said, it's the first time in his life he's turned down a TV interview. <laughs> he, will, he will not go on and debate Tucker. This is funny because we talked about that hit piece, which just fell flat, the hit piece that New York Times did on Tucker a couple of weeks ago. And they had a graph and a chart to show that he has no dis, uh, people who disagree with him on the show. Everybody, All his guests are on his side, and he used to, but not anymore as if that were an indictment on Tucker. He, he invites, he would love to have people who disagree with him like Schumer because he would chew him up and spit him out, but they won't go on. They're, they're cowards. Chuck Schumer's a coward, which is to me, Schumer could go on there, have a little fight, disagree, you know, a couple of snarky comments and he would get was roundly uh, uh, applauded by everybody on the left, everybody on all the other cable networks. The New York Times would love it. They'd say he killed Tucker. I think he could have done himself some real good. It would appear like he has some real balls, like he's a New Yorker, a fighter, but he's afraid. He's afraid, so he won't go on. He's a coward. But uh, maybe maybe he'll change his mind at some point. Maybe he'll have to get him out from under the desk to get him on there. But, hey, Tucker tried. All right, let's get to the BM, BLM scam artists and the reason I think uh, Musk will close the deal and end up buying Twitter. I hope, I, I pray these people are despicable, uh, but they're being exposed. They're being exposed, and we'll give you get you that sound and tell you that story. First, what am I doing now? Are we doing uh, Bastion Pens and My Pillow. Oh, good. Let's get to our wonderful sponsors. I love Bastion Pens. And I'm so excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper, like me, to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as our sponsor, because these are designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass or be used for a weapon of self-defense in case of emergency. That's important. By being the perfect fusion of tactical and luxury, Bastion pens are more than just a writing tool. The bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying and fun to fidget with. It is. I got my bolt action pen right here, and this thing is solid. I could take out an eye if I'm not careful. To help you write your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of the Jerry Callahan Show. Use promo code Jerry, that's G-E-R-R-Y, check out and get 20% 
off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry for 20% off. Just go to bastionboltactionpen.com or click the link in our social media bio. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use the code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable. It's dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes a great gift. Makes a great Father's Day gift. Like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. So purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping out this show, but you're joining us in the fight against cancel culture. My pillow is not in the big box stores, but you can get factory direct pricing if you order from mypillow.com using the code word Jerry. That's mypillow.com promo code Jerry. All right, let's uh, let's do let's do uh, Musk first. Let's do Musk first because I've explained. I'm 100 percent convinced. I think I'm right that the real motivation, amazingly, about uh, behind Musk initially buying Twitter or even having any interest in buying Twitter, making that offer, that hostile takeover, fifty four dollars twenty cents a share, uh, was the lots of there were lots of little things, but the one big thing that the thing that in the end, drove him to do this was Twitter banning his friends from Babylon B. Now, anybody, any reasonable person knows how ridiculous that was to ban a satire site, a funny satire site. And by the way, they're still gone. They're still down. Has not reinst- They've not reinstated the Babylon B. But uh, Musk was a big fan of those guys. He went on their podcast. And then when they banned them, you know, a couple of days later, Musk made the move and, and bought the company or attempted to buy the company. Now we heard uh, there's some issues, some hangups. He wants to know how many bots and spams there are. Um, he's, I think he wants the FEC to get involved. I mean, the, the federal FTC to get involved to find out how many people on Twitter are actually real and how many aren't real. We found out yesterday half of Joe Biden's followers are fake which is about as many as his voters, but he only has 20 million, 20 million followers for Joe Biden. Trump has had like 80 million. Um, but Joe Biden, the term half of them are bots and fake, which just makes sense because all his tweets are fake. He doesn't really go on there. Anyway, this is going to close the deal. That's my prediction. I mean, Musk is a man. He's a human being. These things bother him. There was uh, some more fine work by Project Veritas, or as this idiot calls it, Project Veritas. 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 They go undercover. We've done this before. Generally, they send one of their people who's a hot chick to go in a bar and flirt with someone at, you know, they've they've done it with people at Apple and uh, other, you know, politicians, people who work for politicians. They go undercover. They get sound. They expose people. They're, they're, They're great at this. This is James O'Keefe's outfit. James O'Keefe's outfit goes undercover. I'm guessing it wasn't a hot chick that went undercover to set up Alex Martinez, lead client partner for Twitter, a Twitter executive. Are they are they in a bar? They're usually in a bar having a drink, you know, you know talking. And uh, he opens up about Twitter, things at Twitter, and about Musk. And Alex Martinez steps in it. And, um, and really goes after Musk undercover. But you know what the amazing thing about this is project Veritas is banned 
by Twitter. They're banned. They do nothing wrong. They do great journalism. They go undercover. They expose people. They, I don't know, even though excuse, they said they use hack materials or whatever. Project Veritas is so good. They got a hold of uh, uh, Biden's daughter's diary and Biden sent the FBI to kick in their door and raid the place and take the diary back. That's banana Republic stuff, people, but that's how good Veritas is. They get uh, under the skin of the president. And so they set this guy up to talk about Musk and let's listen to him. If you can't hear it clearly, you know, we got the, the, uh, uh, the subtitles. We could tell you exactly what this Twitter executive said about uh, about Musk, and we got Musk's reaction to it on Twitter, by the way. So let's listen to this fool. Our ideology has led us to not making money because we're not making money. And Elon wants to turn it the other way so that we can make money. There's a statement they need all 7,000 people to say. And so they can't, like, tell us the like the real truth. He has Oscars. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So he's special. Your special needs. You're literally special needs. So I can't even take what you're saying seriously. Targeting of tapes. Wait, 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 wait. You can read it. Let me see. And how to protect yourself. Groups like Project Veritas are active right now. Is that? It's like some group that's trying to just out the employees. Like they're trying to go on dates with them like this and record them and then go sell it to the New York Times and say this is what the Twitter employee is saying. This is what's really happening. This is what they're telling us to not do. You're lucky that you met me organically because I would be questioning everything about you. Oh man, that is so, that could be my favorite Project Veritas video <laughs> where he actually explains to the idiot what they do. They go on dates and they set him up kind of like this <laughs> he says like this he's setting them up and he explains to them uh that he's setting them up um elon musk's if you missed it he says elon musk is special he has asperger's musk reacts says twitter exec trashing free speech and mocking people with asperger's dot 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 that's what he tweeted yesterday after he saw this video but are you telling me this is not going to motivate Musk hearing this guy who, by the way, tells the truth, says, you know, we don't make money because, you know, we're political, we're ideological. And Musk wants to make money with the company, wants to improve the company. He wants to make it less ideological, ideologically, wants to make it, make it work instead of having these woke assholes run the whole place like that guy. Can you believe that guy is a, is a powerful person at Twitter? There's your whole problem. I can believe it. That is the problem. First of all, he's dumb. He's, I think he's drunk. He looks like he's buzzed. Mm-hmm. And, and secondly, he's, he's, he's dumb enough to get set up by Project Veritas as the guy from Project Veritas explains to him how they do it, what they do. Yeah, you can see them. They got uh, drinks. The guy's holding up a drink in his wine. So he's getting a buzz on. He thinks he's going to get lucky. I'm going to guess this Project Veritas guy's a looker. He's a real bear. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he sets him up to talk about Musk being special in, 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 and I mean, special is in special needs. This is going to motivate Musk. And uh, again, he, Musk is a a businessman first, but he's also a man, a human being. And when they mess with his friends at Babylon B, he took action. This strikes me as something else that will motivate him. Hopefully he goes in, moves in and closes the deal. Every time I see these stories about it might not happen. And Trump is predicting Musk will never buy Twitter. 
that Trump, it'll, it'll fall apart, which would be tragic. We need him to go in there and shake things up and ruin the lives of people like this who've been messing with with people messing with uh, people on Twitter for years now. I'm tired of it. We need Musk. We don't want him. We need him. He's the hero we need. All right, let's get to this BLM story. Again, there's no, there's no good guy here. There's no good guy. The, uh, the people, as, as we've known, as most anyone who's paying attention knows, BLM is a scam. It is, uh, first of all, it was a Marxist organization. It still is. It, it, but they were outward when they, when they uh, started after the Michael Brown uh, incident where Michael Brown tried to kill a cop and the cop justifiably shot him. And they lied about him and, you know, hands up, don't shoot. That's was the, well, I think it began uh, before that in Ferguson, but uh, or it, it, the Michael Brown incident was where it all began. They actually gave money to Michael Brown's family, which is amazing. They don't give money to victims like people in Buffalo, but a guy who tried to kill a cop and was justifiably shot by the cop, Darren Wilson, who was exonerated by Eric Holder, they give money to them. <laughs> that that's that's bad, but not nearly as bad as this. They give money to let's see the founder, one of the founders, Patrice Cullors. She's the one who has a thing for mansions. She's the one that has earned the uh, new nickname for Black Lives Matter. It is now by large mansions. That is, they spent twelve million dollars on mansions in Toronto and Los Angeles. We heard about the $6 million mansion in Los Angeles, which they say they just use for parties. Right. There are thousands, probably tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people who wrote checks, who Venmoed, who gave cash to Black Lives Matter. Again, they knew it was a scam. They did it anyway. It was a way to virtue signal. It was, this is the greatest scam in, in history. This is greater than anything Bernie Madoff did. Or, or anybody else for that matter. They came up with a slogan, a name, a trademark. They just, the name is brilliant. Black Lives Matter. Oh, what are you going to say? They don't matter. So you can't criticize them. We know that. I mean, you're not supposed to criticize them. Hell, I'll just say we lost an advertiser two years ago, a big advertiser, and we've tried to find out why. What, what happened? And it turned out that the CEO didn't like what I was saying about Black Lives Matter. So a CEO of a big company in New England was upset that we were criticizing a group that from the beginning was a scam. From the beginning, there was nothing on the level about it. They didn't give money. They didn't care about black lives. They were scamming stupid, gullible, guilt-ridden white people, like, you know, celebrities like John Cena and Steve Carell and politicians. Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney marched with BLM and, and, and said, black lives matter. I mean, he, I don't want to say fell for the scam, People knew it was a scam, but they were afraid to be criticized. They were afraid to take the wrong side in this issue. They were intimidated. But now we know they raised $90 million Jesus. and uh, they still have $42 million. You want to know where the rest went? To their friends and family and to their mansions. By the way, the Daily Mail is reporting that they bought a $1.7 million condo in the Bahamas in Tiger Woods neighborhood. Well, you know, Black Lives Matter. So you're buying condos in the Bahamas. A, a mansion I said in Toronto, all over LA. This woman, Patrice Cullors, has like four properties in LA. 
the Daily Mail has pictures of most of them. And the one, you know, the $6 million one where they have the parties is pretty sweet. Pool, the whole deal. Um, Patrice Cullors gave, let's see, $970 million to her, the father of her baby, her baby daddy, under the term, under the auspices of uh, security services. He provides security services. I don't know why BLM needs security. No one would touch. I mean, you need security from them, not, you know, for them, but they said they couldn't trust the cops. So they needed to have security. So she hired her, the father of her baby and gave him almost a million dollars. She hired her brother for, no, I'm sorry. Her brother is security services. Her baby daddy is creative services. Right. Gave him uh, $970,000. They took in 90 million in donations. They have 42 million in assets. They broke all kinds of laws, but they know, you know what? You read these stories and you think a normal person, normal organization would be nervous, would say, "Uh uh-oh, the feds are closing in. The IRS is after us. They're not worried. They're not worried at all. They're not going to jail. They're not Bernie Madoff. There is no chance the Biden Justice Department or the Biden IRS does a thing about this. And I don't care if they do. Like I said, the people they're ripping off deserve it. The people they're ripping off knew this. These people were scamming them and didn't care, wanted to buy protection from this mob. As I said, originally their charter was they wanted to end capitalism. They are outwardly Marxist. They wanted to defund the police and they wanted to disrupt the nuclear family. All that was taken down from their website because they needed room for that donate now button and people donated and puts, I, I have a library right in my neighborhood, a public library, big sign in the window, black lives matter. And I'm thinking at best, they're just a racket at worst. They're Marxist revolutionaries. Why are we putting black lives matter signs in the libraries in Hell, you see it in churches. I got churches all around, you know, my neighborhood where they have two, they have the rainbow flag and they have a black lives matter sign. And I'm going, what the hell does that have to do with the church? You're supporting a group that, that rips people off to buy mansions and, and does nothing to help black lives matter. What have you ever heard of black lives matter going into the inner city, going into Chicago or Baltimore and making a difference with their $90 million? You don't. Mm-hmm. doesn't happen. This is just beginning, by the way. These people, I mean, they. this looks criminal, but they're not real smart about it because, like I always say, when you know the media's on your side, when you know the the, the uh, federal government's on your you get sloppy. You know, you get sloppy. They have all kinds of LLCs and, and uh, other companies set up to hide the money, but there's no way that they did it all right. Did it all on the up and up. You don't give your brother a million dollars for security. Uh, if you're doing it right, you don't. And so if they wanted to, if there were, if we, we were really equal under the law, they would be in jail. This Patrice colors would be in jail and all these properties would be seized, but it ain't going to happen. That's why it's such a great scam. I mean, not only does he have a great name and a great cause and you capitalize on all the, uh, on the racial division, the, the racial obsession of today's politicians, today's political class. But you know, no one's going to put you in jail. You know, no one's going to really come after you. Uh, it, it's it's the greatest con I've ever seen. And they're going to keep it up. They're going to keep, you know, you'll, you saw, hell, you saw teams. You still see teams. You remember the NCAA tournament? 
teams, you know, warmups said black lives matter. So an outfit that's just a big, one big scheme has got teams, college kids, pros wearing their name shirts with the name, putting it on the window, putting it on their cars and you're going, are they not paying attention or are they victims? Are they afraid to criticize these people? It's amazing. Amazing scam. I give them credit. I don't know which mansion Patrice Cullors is staying in this weekend, but man, she has uh, pulled off one of the great heists in American history. Maybe, maybe the money's still coming. You know what? They don't need more money. They don't know what to do with the money they have. You know, they're just mm-hmm. giving it to their friends and family and buying houses and buying condos. And I'm sure by buying cars and, and uh, having parties and big dinners, extravagant dinners. When you look at the story, you go, they're not even, they're not even trying to hide it. Good for them. Good. You go, you go girl, keep going. Hit up, uh, you know, John Cena again or some other stupid celebrity. <laughs> write you another check. All right, what else we got? Let's get, I want to get to this, uh, this ratings. This is amazing. Let me do, let me do Shay. And then we'll get to the, uh, the, the Greg Gutfeld phenomenon at night. I know people accuse me of sucking up to him. I like him. He's good. He's fun. He's funny. I don't think I want to hang out with him, but I like him. Uh, but let's do Shay and then I'll get to that. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. I right, check this out. Uh, um, the ratings for late night TV, the ratings for radio came out again, but boy, ooh. My old <laughs> boss, my, my, old, my old boss, I'll give him credit, the old, the CEO of uh, Entercom, no longer has to worry about paying rating bonuses. Let me just say that. The old, <laughs> the days where he used to, every quarter have to write a check to, to various shows and hosts. Those days are over. He's uh, he's in the clear. No more uh, rating bonuses for uh, Intercom. All right, let me find. Uh, the, the ratings for late night TV came out, and I, I wish people, you know, could see this, because if you had to guess, I know you don't track this stuff. I'll throw this to you, Ironhead. If you had to guess, you have all those shows, Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, uh, Seth Myers, Trevor Noah, Samantha B. 
get all these shows competing. They have massive uh, staffs and budgets. I think Stephen Colbert has 70 people on his staff, 70. Uh, and Kimmel does too, and they get paid a fortune, and they get no ratings. And Greg Gutfeld comes along a year ago. They throw him at 11 p.m. nighttime. And I, I like his show. I don't love it. I like his monologue. I don't like the fact that they all agree on everything. I prefer to see them fight like they do occasionally on The Five. Or, you know, I, I wish they would on Tucker if someone would come on and fight with them. I'd prefer there'd be a little disagreement, a little debate, and instead of just everybody trying to out-snark each other and, and, right. and get a laugh. But his, his, his monologues are good, and sometimes the show has good guests, and it can be funny. I watch, I watch the monologue, then I flip around. I don't watch Jimmy Kimmel or Stephen Colbert or Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers anymore. Hell, Bill Maher's on this list. Cause it was, uh, yeah, Bill Maher's on here. How does he even get ratings on HBO? Anyway, it's once a week too, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Once a week. And it's been great. But, uh, so they got this, uh, late night TV ratings for last week, May 19th, May 9th to May 15th. Greg Gutfeld, Fox news. Number one, King of late night, 1,946,000 oh. Jimmy Kimmel. Second 1.5 Colbert 1.4. Tonight's show with Jimmy Fallon, 1.4. Um, Shannon Bream on Fox, a million. And then you got you go down here a little bit more and you find Seth Meyers. Then you find uh, James Corden, late, late show, 700,000 on CBS. Then you got John Oliver. Then you got Don Lemon, number 12 on CNN, eight. No, uh, 377,000. Wow. Uh and then I get to number 13, The Daily Show by Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah, if you don't know, hosted the White House Correspondents. I believe he hosted the Oscars too, didn't he? He did well in the White House Correspondents Dinner. I got to give him that. I didn't, I didn't say he didn't. I just said he's that big a star that they have him host the White House Correspondents and the Oscars. Mm. Right? Wasn't the Oscars that he hosted? Um, he got, per night for that week, mm. last week, 200000 it was 200,000. Yikes. Um, Gutfeld has five times the audience, five times the audience of Trevor Noah. If you were to ask the average idiot on the street, they'd probably think Trevor Noah has ten, better ratings or at least ten, comparable to Gutfeld. It's 10 times, right? isn't it? I'm sorry. You're right. Jesus. My math. Check my, I tweeted it out. Right, I'm looking at my tweet right in front of me where I say 10 times. He has 10 times the audience of Trevor Noah. Ten times. That is a blowout by any any definition. And I, I wonder if people know that. That nobody watches Trevor Noah. That's that's like not Bamani Jones bad, but that's pretty bad. I'm surprised Fallon's where he is because he seems the least political out of all of them. Some people would probably want an escape, but Yeah, he's uh yeah, you know, I don't know. Is that bad or good? One point four. He's tied with Colbert essentially. Yeah, they're all tied. They're all bunched in Kimmel. I would never watch Kimmel. I hate the sight of him. Oh, I know. I would never watch Colbert. You're right. I would watch Fallon if I were stuck in a hotel room and, you know, turned on the TV and there was nothing else and they didn't have whatever, you know, Fox News. I'd watch Fallon over Colbert or Kimmel for sure. I hate Seth Meyers too. Oh, he sucks. Mm. And uh, I hate John Oliver. He's on here. He gets 500,000. That's John Oliver gets 500,000. And then the next show after him, 
Well, Monty Jones gets like 17 people. That's how bad he is. <laughs> Season but, two, baby. You know, uh, put him put him on the list with Black yeah. Lives Matter. one of the great con men. He just keeps keeps getting jobs, keeps getting paid. Full frontal with Samantha B. Zero. She doesn't have enough viewers to rate on TBS. <laughs> now I I've never I've heard of it, but never seen it. Her ratings, her viewers, zero. <laughs> That's, That's there aren't enough people to put her on the list, but that is amazing. The host of the Oscars has one tenth the viewers of Greg Gutfeld. That's yikes. that's that's what you would call a blowout. Yeah. I go oh, quickly. I wanted to mention the Celtics game because I watched, I was entertained. The Celtics are up against it. If you didn't see it, they lost game one. They were under man, no Al Horford, no Marcus Smart, who they really miss. Yep. I'm guessing Marcus Smart would have slowed down Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went off. I don't remember him being this damn good in all his various uh, travels in the NBA, but man, was he dominant, scored 41, had you know, a bunch of rebounds, assists, blocks, had a great oh, block in the corner. It was so on, many. On Jason Tatum. Here's what I've never seen a team better than this. I'm telling you, I'm, I've watched the NBA a long time. This team closes out on defense, meaning they go after the shooter and close them out in the corner or up the top better than anyone. They contest everything. Eric Spolster is a great coach for one reason above all others. He has these guys, some of them are veterans like Oladipo and Butler, young guy, doesn't matter. They all play like maniacs. They all play. There was a one breakdown that uh, got uh, – that they did, Mike Breen and Van Gundy did, uh, where they showed you the defense they played, and it was like every guy who got the ball was triple teamed. They left there, and they just pounced and just just played like beasts on the defensive end. You lost because did you have the over? Is that what you bet? That I had the oh, I parlay with the over and the Celtics plus two and a half. So you lost. Uh, all around. And yeah. Was it the over? The, it's amazing the Celtics scored as much as they did because this Miami team plays. Um, Celtics play good defense, obviously. Mm -hmm. These are two teams that play their asses off. The Celtics scored six points in the paint in the second half. Six. <laughs> they, they just don't get any easy buckets. They didn't get to the rim. The, the, the Heat don't give up a damn thing. Plus, they have a home court. If it goes seven games, it'll be in Miami. Unlike the Milwaukee series, where the home court meant a lot. Uh, this is not going to work out for them this time. It will be in Miami. That's not an easy place to play. And I think what Spolstra did, what the Heat did, is they love playing hard. Jimmy Butler talked after the game how he loves physical play. He loves to get banged around, knocked down. A lot of that going on. Grant Williams got locked, knocked down the, to the ground about 50 times, slow to get up. They got to play again tomorrow. Not a lot of rest Back in Miami, it is a tough task to not go back to Boston down 0-2. Mm. Miami's just, they're just playing with confidence, man. They are playing hard, and they are having a good time. That is a good team. It's deeper. Obviously, they don't have Giannis. They don't right. have that one superstar, although Butler's playing like it. But they're deeper, and they and they're, and they play harder than anybody, so... It's, Good luck to the Celtics, but it ain't going to be easy to come back in this one. It seems like Smart's going to be back for the next game, but it's unclear what exactly is going on with Horford. Something to do with COVID protocol. Yeah, with COVID, with COVID, and uh, you know he's vaxxed, but uh, you know he got COVID. 
They're not saying much. I'm not sure how long he has to stay out, but those are two guys they could desperately use mm-hmm. on the defensive end. Smart, I assume, would be on Butler at least part of the time. But uh, Peyton Pritchard couldn't exactly slow him down. Butler loved to see that matchup a couple times. He went up over Pritchard or drove on Pritchard, and then he yapped. And I, I can't I can't look at him without thinking of Jamie Foxx. He looks just like Jamie Foxx to yeah, me. Yeah, he does. But, Jimmy Butler? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, he does. But he is tough. He's in great shape. He, they just they were playing their asses off in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a tough series. I'm enjoying it. It's intense. Mm. It's wild. These, these teams play hard. But Jason Tatum, a little bit too much hero ball. That's oh, what it was. He gets frustrated. And he says, I'm going to take over because he is so damn good. And sometimes it's a little too much. He should be looking for his teammates instead of looking to get to the rim because I think that's playing into their hands. They collapse on him. He's got two or three guys on him, and instead of kicking it, he tries to score, and it was a mistake. That this, On that end of the floor, it was on him, on him. It was like three possessions in a row, and one, he, it was just a lazy pass that got picked, and then the next time down, he just lost it going to the, the hoop, which he does all the time. He just can't grab the thing, and then he another lazy pass to Brown, all resulting in points. He gets way. frustrated. You can see me yaps at the refs all the time. The so he gets frustrated and it gets it gets out of his uh rhythm and, and tries to do too much. But we will see. At least it's at least we don't have like a six game layoff, a six day layoff. It's okay. uh, another game, game two tomorrow night. You gonna bet again? Tell me what you're betting tomorrow. Let me see. I don't I haven't even looked at it yet. I don't even know. Oh, I have to come up with a bet for the PGA. You gotta put some that, money down. I was just I was just about to bring that up. Who are you who are you betting on? I have no idea yet. Um, let me see. You want do you want basketball or golf? I want golf. Uh, uh I'm who, gonna come up with somebody. Who who you feeling? Everybody loves Justin Thomas in this these situations. Everyone's always or Jordan Spieth, who's been hot. He finished second last week. The money's gonna go on Justin Thomas. I tell you who don't don't bet on Tiger. I know you're uh, you love Tiger, but don't bet on Tiger. I'll Just, probably throw five bucks on him because he's plus sixty five hundred <laughs> right now. <laughs> you're gonna bet five bucks on Tiger. He's not. I saw the core. I was watching Golf Channel. The course is hilly, some big hills. Tiger, he might make the cut again, which would be great, but I don't think he's going to have a chance of winning the thing. Uh, you know, there'll be Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, uh, Xander Shoffley. They'll be the usual suspects, but uh, got to get it in by uh, by tonight, right? Or you know. Yeah, tomorrow morning. Yeah, while we're recording, I'm going to definitely have Tiger on the second screen watching. Oh, yeah, you're going to be just, you're going to be watching your... Watching your money go uh, up in flames. I don't know. I'll probably, uh, I'll probably mess around with some top five and top ten finishes. Some parlays? Good, good, yeah. good. I'll get you. I still owe you for the uh, for the Masters, so I'm going to have to let that ride double or nothing. Yeah. Uh, jo- or, Dustin Johnson at plus 3,500 is probably some pretty good value there. Yeah. Uh, I'll see. Let me, let me evaluate, and I'll come up with my pick. We can do that first thing tomorrow. All right. All right, but let's leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening. Thank you to Ironhead for putting it all together. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Here tonight, shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.